Hello and welcome to episode four of the Living and Learning podcast. Uh, Today's episode is titled, How to Figure Out What to Do After College. Uh, So this is a huge topic that I'm very familiar with just because I'm currently a college student. I got um, my last semester at the University of South Carolina, a computer science student, and I too struggled with the question of, you know, what the heck am I going to do when I graduate? And um, I've had it figured out for a while now, at least the general idea of where I wanted to go, so that helped. But I know there's a lot of you out there who still are, maybe you are maybe you haven't started college, or maybe maybe you're finished college and you still don't know what you want to do. Uh, that's totally cool. Um, I want to address a couple like common scenarios here, like so I'm thinking about, so maybe you finished college, maybe you haven't started, maybe... You're a freshman who is just getting started and you're not sure. You might have picked a major. You're not sure if you want to change it or keep going with it. Uh, maybe you're a senior and you're, you're, you feel like you should have decided. Here's the biggest problem. You feel like everybody else has it figured out. Uh, and the reality is that we are all trying to figure it out as we go. So I think one of the big misconceptions is don't think that everybody else has it figured out. Um, even the people who look like they've got it figured out, are still second-guessing themselves from time to time, saying, I don't know if this is truly what I want to do. And that's natural. It's good to constantly, to, to an extent, it's good to const- constantly question, you know, is this the right path? Um, and so I guess the big thing I want you to get out of this podcast is um, a lot of you, uh, it's easy if you already have experience to go out if you're already really good and have experience, it's relatively easy to go out and get a dream job or get at least get a, a decently good job in that industry. But the question I want to hint on here is, or I want to harp on here is, how do I go from having no experience in this in an industry that I want to, you know, be a part of? I want to build my career there. How can I go from no experience into getting that dream job where? Uh, you know, good salary, good benefits. I'm happy. The work is meaningful. How do you go from nothing to that dream job? And even, you know, to stretch that farther, how do you go from not knowing what you want to do to being in an industry that you love, being in a career that you love, having a boss that you love, or being the boss um, in a company? Maybe your own company. Maybe you want to start your own business. How do you go from no experience to something? And so I want to preface this whole episode by saying that successful people in general have a bias towards action. Now, what I mean by that is like successful people throw down, like they make stuff happen. Uh, if you're a good way to be unsuccessful is to not do anything, okay? Pontificate about doing stuff, thinking about doing stuff, planning about doing stuff, but never actually taking the action that you've got to take. Um, to have any sort of real success, okay? Um, And so if you, let's start from the beginning. If you have no idea what you wanna do with your life, maybe you're a college freshman, maybe you're a college senior, and you have no idea what to do with your life, this sounds cliche, but you need to do anything. Anything that could be remotely related to anything that you like to do, you have got to get the ball rolling. And this is not a time to have a big ego and think, I can only, I'm not going to take the job unless it's exactly the perfect dream job I've always wanted. Okay. If this is your first, you know, job in this industry and you don't know if you even want to do this for your career, 
you need to take any job you can find, first off. Or if you can't even get a job, a, f- a free internship, unpaid internship. I got my start um, when I was really, I really started on my own. I'll talk, I'll, I should talk about that. So why am I even qualified to talk about what you should do, how to figure out what you have to do after college? Um, I think the main reason is I have now figured out what I want to do after college. And uh, that is, I want to build technology businesses. Um, I've actually taken a job with a mobile app and website development company called Willowtree um, in a business development role there. And it's actually, I think, the perfect role for me because uh, it's part business, part technology. And uh, for those of you who don't know, um, I have my, I'm getting my uh, degree in computer science. So I have a engineering background, a computer background. I've built software, I've built websites, I've built apps, but um, I realized, now this is what I'm going to talk about in this episode, how to get to this point, I realized that I'm as much, at least as much of a people person as I am a tech guy. I know the tech guy has the stereotypes of being introverted sometimes. I, I've, I, know, I know people in tech who are introverts, I know people in tech who are extroverts, but uh, I, not, to, not to ramble on too much, but I want to show you guys that there was a time... I was in high school. I had no idea what to do with my life. And over time, I did stuff. I built apps. I built websites. I learned on my own. I learned at internships that, by the way, I got my first internship because of an app that I had built on my own. And then I got a second internship that built off that first internship. And then I got a full-time job that built off all those internships. And so this is, it's a series of stepping stones. And the hard part is not how do I go from step five to step six. The hard part is how do I go from step zero to step one, okay? Getting started, zero to one. This is the big dilemma. The experience dilemma of, oh, all the, I want to go in sales, but all the sales jobs require at least one year of experience, one year of sales experience. How can you break through from having nothing to show to staying out in a group of resumes and a group of applicants and excuse me and actually getting the job that you want. And so let's talk about this. Say you don't know what you want to do. You uh, should you follow your passion? Uh, some people have told me, "Oh, follow your passion, do do what you're passionate about." This is controversial, okay? Because uh, if you want to build a long-term career, long-term career success, uh, you actually want to do something, this is my opinion, but I've heard this before, you should do something that you like, not necessarily something you love. So it doesn't have to be something that you are super fiery, fiery, passionate about, um, because that, it, if it is, it's okay. But if not, uh, even if you're super passionate about it, that can burn out real quick. Uh, the chances are that most, the bulk, if you're trying to make a living doing something, you're going to do something that you it's, it's long-term fulfilling. It's not like it's super exciting every second while you're doing it, but over time you like doing it. Um, and so why, why can't, you might say, David, why can't I do something that I love? Well, let's, let me give you an example. Uh, so in high school, I play middle school and high school. I love playing the guitar. Uh, so, and I, at, at one point I thought that I should, before I started computers, I thought that playing the guitar should be my career. Why not? I mean, of course I I'm pretty good at guitar. Why can't I make it a career? And you know what? Maybe I could have, but I didn't take that route. And so let me pose you this. Say that you like playing guitar. Um, when you have to make a living doing something you love, like 
I love playing guitar. If you have to make a living doing that, it's a lot more than just playing the instrument, okay? You have to travel. You might be traveling 200 days, 250 days out of the year. You have to get along with band members and work with them. You have to, uh, usually you have a record label you have to please. You have to come out with albums on certain intervals. You have to promote. You might have to be promoting those albums if the record label doesn't, you know, Usually you have to promote it anyway yourself, um, in addition to what the record label does. But there's lots of other things that go along with doing something you love uh, that you'd have to do. So keep in mind that it's okay if you pick something that you're not like, oh, I've, I didn't know. Nobody grows up, I think, and says, I want to be a sales guru, okay? But as you start getting into sales, you might find that, oh, this is something I like. Oh, this is something I'm good at. Maybe... Maybe I can do this. Maybe I can be a top performer in sales. And you should, my opinion is that you should go into a career that you can be top 1% at. The problem is that you might not, you can't really figure that out until you get in the, into that position. So this is why I'm, I'm talking about this in a roundabout way. Uh, but the point is that it's hard to tell how an industry is going to be, how a company is going to be, how a position is going to be until you're in that position. So you just have got to try. But, um, okay, how do I, if I don't know what I want to do, how do I figure out what I want to do? The very first thing is to look at your own psychology, okay? What are your strengths and what are your weaknesses? Common interview question, because businesses want to see, are you self-aware? Do you know yourself? Do you know what you're good at and understand what you're bad at? Uh, so, my philosophy on this is taken from Peter Drucker. He is one of the greatest minds in management. Uh, he wrote a famous book called Managing Oneself. Uh, and in that book, uh, here's an excerpt from it. He says, quote, It takes far more energy and work to improve from incompetence to mediocrity uh, than it takes to improve uh, first-rate performance to excellence. So... It takes a lot more time to go from garbage to mediocre than it takes just to go from good to great. That's essentially what he's saying. Uh, and so, you know, school teaches you that if, say I got five A's and one F in chemistry, school's going to tell you, you need to spend all your time on chemistry because you suck at it. Uh, but what actually is going to work in the business world, and usually in a lot of areas of life, are to get understand you have a weakness in chemistry understand that accept it maybe if it's a crippling weakness like you're bad in social situations of course you have to address that but if it's like a weakness like i'm not good at chemistry but i'm really good with people you should focus your efforts on becoming even better with people you should focus your efforts on something you're already good at because it's going to take more energy to, to to improve something you're bad at so say you improve something you're bad at, you might go from bad to mediocre. But if, but if you improve something you're good at, you might go from good to great. And great people stand out. And if you want to get a good job that, you, uh, that you've always dreamed of, you've got to be great. Okay, You can't just be okay at a couple different things because you poured all your time into improving your weaknesses. You've got to be great in one thing. And once you're great in one thing, maybe you can expand then and become great at two things. Uh, but you've got to focus on your strengths. So figure out... What, what's your personality type? Uh, there's plenty of different personality type tests on the internet, like Myers-Briggs is one, I think. Um, but from a basic standpoint, how about this? 
a simple question. Are you extroverted or are you introverted? And, you know, if you're extroverted, and this is, this is what happened. I'm kind of a hybrid personality type. It's called an ambivert. So I'm a little bit extroverted, a little bit introverted. Um, but I thought that deep down I was probably, I wanted to at least have a people I wanted to interact with people, okay? I'm not a true introvert, so I do want to have some social interaction here. Um, but if you're a people person, you should start looking at roles like marketing, sales, HR, recruiting, roles that interface with people a lot. This sounds obvious, but we got to start from the basics here. If you're an introvert, maybe a more engineering-centered role. And there are engineers who are extroverts, as well as engineers who are introverts, but the point is that if you don't want to work with people, look for roles that aren't that people. You don't want to have a super customer-facing role if you hate people. But if you love people, you need to get yourself out of an introverted role and into a place where you can shine. Remember, you don't want to focus on your weaknesses. You don't want, to have, you don't want your job to be centered around your weakness. You want your job to be centered around something you're already really good at. You're naturally good at it. You're talented, shall we say. Um, and then turn that thing you're good at into something you're great at. Once you're great at it, you become a top performer and you achieve real success. So the very first thing is look at your own psychology and figure out, is this a position or uh, is this industry one where I can, where I'm naturally suited to this position? Excuse me. I'm naturally suited to this position. Uh, and if I train, I can become great. If you're an extrovert, you want to find a more people-centered role. Okay, so that's obvious. But this is the big part of the podcast. This is, I guess, the gold. Um, this is, let's talk about the experience dilemma. So the dreaded words I hear from a lot of my friends, and I've had this problem too, are, quote, requires at least one year of experience. Um, this is like the worst thing to see if you have zero experience because you're screwed, right? There's nothing you can do. Um, but so how do you go from getting zero, having zero years of experience to having one year of experience when all the jobs required you to already have experience? So there's three steps that I, that I like to think about for how to approach this. And they are in order. Number one, education. Number two, effort. Number three, build on your prior experiences. And so how this kind of works is at first you have no experience, right? You've got to make something happen, but you don't have any skills. So the very first thing, especially in the age of the internet, is to learn. There's so much stuff out there online, blog posts, YouTube videos, uh, online courses. A lot of them are free online courses um, where you can learn and develop real, real, real in-demand careers, career skills um, for free, essentially. When I so I got my start in iOS app development, so building apps for the iPhone, for the iPad, stuff like that. I found a free course from Stanford that taught you exactly how to build apps for iPhone and iPad, um, and it was difficult. It was hard because I had no prior experience, but I grinded my way through that. Um, I ended up releasing an app to the App Store. <laughs> it's, it's called Meteor Pong. You can look it up if you want. Um, but that first app that I built on my own with no mentor, no coach, no nothing, no resources, just online free stuff. That app got me my first unpaid internship. It also got me my first paid internship where I learned more about app development and that led me to get my next internship at the company that I'm going to that I'm going to be working full time for. So everything here is connected, but it starts by self 
education. You've got to read books. You've got to learn. An example of that, I gave you my personal example, my personal experience, but say you want to be in marketing. You decide, I'm a people person. Let's give marketing a shot. That's, let, you've got to work with people in marketing. Let's try that. Uh, well, the first thing is you're not going to be able to get marketing jobs if you have no, if you don't, if you're just an average Joe, if you just, if you're, you know the word marketing and you don't know about social media or about um, email campaigns or leads, opportunities, you don't know marketing lingo, you don't know anything about Salesforce, that's more for sales, you don't know anything about, um, I don't know, MailChimp, you're not going to be able to get anywhere in the marketing world. So instead of going into interviews knowing nothing, how about you read some books about marketing, maybe read some blog posts, follow some popular companies and read their social media. Um, You'll start to learn something just by Googling, just by being passionate about marketing. So when you get in that interview, you can reference, oh, well, have you read, you know, how to send great emails by, I don't know, some Jim Johnson? Yeah. That's not a real book, by the way. I made that up. Um, but it, you read industry material, and you can reference that in the interview, and they can say, okay, this person has no experience, but at least they know what they're talking about. At least I think that they're passionate about it. They've done some learning on their own. If we just train this person, they could really be a great marketer. That's what you want uh, to have happen here. So step one is education, self-education. Number two is effort. So there's gonna be there's going to come a time where you've spent all this time learning and it's time to now go get a job. It's time to execute and you have no experience, no years of industry experience, but you know something about it now. So I know something about marketing. I can speak the lingo, I can work with marketers, I can I can run an email campaign. So now it's time to put forth effort and go get that job. So how do you go about doing this? Well, step one is to find some companies you might be interested in looking for, and instead of just submitting that application online and waiting, go, go on LinkedIn and go find real people who work at this company. Say you find the marketing director at Jim's Bakery, okay? Um, I guess a bakery doesn't have a marketing director. You find some company and you go talk to their, you, you find their marketing director on LinkedIn. You're then going to find that person's email, you know, if you really want this, you'll figure out how to find their email. Maybe message them on LinkedIn. Send them a message and say, hey, my name's David. I'm real. Um, I'm extremely interested in marketing. I've read this book, this book, and this book. Um, I think I can be an, a big asset to your company. And show them exactly. Don't just show up and throw up. Don't just say, hey, look at me. I want a job. Say, here's exactly how I think I can be an asset to your company. I read this article and saw you guys are doing this email tactic and what if you just send an email like this, I think you could improve your conversion, blah, 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 blah. You show them that you know what you're talking about, that you have identified a specific point in their company they could improve um, and make yourself stand out to that person and ask, uh, say you want to work for that company and ask to be uh, considered to be interviewed for a marketing position on their website. So this is going above and beyond here. Your, your goal here is to stand out from the crowd, not get caught up in a stack of resumes. So you need to reach out. Don't just submit that application and wait. You need to reach out to a real person and get in front of them, not physically, but get their attention by showing them that you can provide value to the company. 
And even if you have no experience, if you show them, hey, I just had a real, excuse me, a real insight into your business, you're gonna do okay. Uh, it's gonna take, you know, the first company you reach out to might not just hand you a job, but if you do this consistently, if you get after it, you, you guys hear the train? Yep, that's what I have to deal with, live right near a train track. Um, but if you get after it and you say, I'm going to apply to 10 companies this week and 10 companies next week and 10 companies the next week, and you reach out to individual people at each of these companies with a real personalized pitch, I guarantee you, you'll make something happen. Um, if you have no experience, hustle is what you need. You have to have hustle. You can't just learn things and then sit on your butt. You have to actually, you know, knowledge is not power until you actually start taking action. So you've heard knowledge is power. It is once you start doing stuff with it. But if you never use the knowledge, it's not, it's worthless. So step one, self-educate. Step two, hustle. Email real people at real companies asking for jobs by pointing out um, your potential to add value in their company. Number three, this is after you've already got a job or two jobs or an internship or two internships. This is the easy part is to build on your prior experience and show that, oh, um, I think I should be considered for your sales director position because I believe I can increase sales here. And they're going to say, oh, really? Well, why do you think that? You'll say, well, in my last sales position, I grew revenue for my sales team by 35% in that year over year. Uh, you can reference real metrics from real experiences. In my opinion, that's the easy part. You already have experience, so it's pretty straightforward to say, boom, I executed. I've done it before, I'll do it again. But how do you do that? How do you get an opportunity when you have no years of experience? And that's that education. You got to learn something. You got to know something. And then just pure raw effort. Showing that you're motivated. Showing that you're passionate. Showing that you're interested specifically in the company you're applying to. You've done your research. You've done your homework. You're responsible. You're disciplined. If you check out, like if everything about you is thumbs up, and you're especially if you're young, um, but you just don't have the experience, an employer might give you a chance. It might not be the first one you apply to, but if you consistently apply to companies like this, reaching out to individuals from those companies, somebody will eventually give you a chance. And even if it's not you know, the company you've always wanted to work for, it's not the name brand company, it's not the position you, exactly the position you wanted, everything is connected. So once you get that first opportunity, you can build off of that to navigate your way around within a company or to a different company and find that role where you can really shine. And so, excuse me, one sec. So that's that. Step one, education. Step two, effort. Step three, prior, build on prior experience. Um... All right, so when you go get your first job, you're 22 years old, your first full-time job, shall we say, say you graduate college, um, here's another concept. You need to optimize not specifically for money or for perks or for how much health insurance they give you. Those are great things. Those are great things. Location may be important to you, uh, but personal growth is the main concept the main metric, the main indicator 
that you should be optimizing for in your early years. You need to find a position not where you're just sitting around flipping burgers um, unless you want to be a head chef. Um, you need to find a position where you are growing rapidly every year. You need to get to the point where you're getting 50% better a year. You're twice as good as you were last year. Um, and you can't sustain that your whole career, but your first couple years, you need to get after it. And so find an organization. A lot. I've So disclaimer, I've never worked in a real large company. I've worked in as an intern at a 15-person company. Um, at a nonprofit, it was like 10 people. And I've worked at a medium sized business, it's like 150 to 200 people. Um, and in my experience, small and medium companies have been awesome places to go uh, where you can get real hands on experience and really grow. Uh, you're not getting lost in the system like you may at a big company. I'm biased, big companies are great. But at a small or medium company, you're really getting hands on and you're getting in there and you're growing. You don't need to optimize for making you know, an extra $3,000 so you can go buy a new iPhone and go buy a sweet watch or a sweet whip. You need to go optimize for making yourself better because over the long term, it, you're not going to get rich by making those extra two grand when you were 24. You're going to get rich by being so darn good at what you do <clears throat> that when you're 50, um, you are in high demand at an executive position. Um, and that's where you're really going to make the bulk of your money is at the end of your career, not at the beginning. So you need to optimize for growth at the beginning. And I promise you, the revenue will come uh, if you are patient enough. Okay. And also Gary V actually has a really good uh, video on this called What to Do After College. You can find it on YouTube, but basically that's what he's saying. You don't need to optimize for money at 22. You need to go, remember this, you need to go take this risk because down the road, you're going to have all sorts of baggage and things to worry about. You'll have more responsibility, you know, a family, kids, uh, your job might be money is more important because you have to pay for a house, for a car, for multiple cars, for your kid's college education. Um, you'll have all kinds of burdens down the road. So when you're 22, you need to go chase that life that you always wanted. And uh, does that mean you should not work for five years and go travel? Maybe. It's up to you. It's up to what's important to you in life. But if, if you want to chase um, or if you want to achieve success in an industry... You need to get after it and go. You don't necessarily need to find the job your parents wanted you to find. You need to find a job where you can shine. Your natural strengths can shine and you can grow as a person. So I just had a couple other miscellaneous tips. Um, number one, um, a boss will make or break the job. Um, I saw something on LinkedIn earlier that said that people don't leave companies. They leave bosses. Now, the leader is an extremely important part of any organization, and there's leaders at multiple levels. Um, the company I'm going to work for this coming year, my boss is awesome. My boss this last time was awesome. My, excuse me, my new boss when I get there is also awesome. And a boss will make or break your job. So even if you're at a company that you don't think is that cool or the, the work isn't that interesting, if your boss is cool, you're probably going to like it. So keep thinking about that. Um, completely separate. Uh, so I've talked this into a whole podcast about a career, but what if 
you're thinking about, you're still an undergrad, you're thinking about going to grad school. Should you go to grad school? Um, when I entered college, I thought that I was going to do grad school. Um, pretty soon figured out that <laughs> I'd rather be in the industry than be in school. Um, so for me, in tech and computer science, I realized if I can just build stuff, I can just go straight into industry and I don't have to go to grad school, which is good because I actually don't like school. Uh, I love learning, but I don't like school. So I figured it wasn't for me. But if you want to be a doctor or you need to go to med school, and if it's important to your industry that you go to grad school, my roommate is uh, he's in chemical engineering and he needs to uh, to better his career, to get in, get in a research position he wants, he needs to go to grad school. So that makes sense for him. But for me, it didn't make sense. So I'd say, in general, if you've go to grad school if you've always wanted to. If your whole life you envision yourself being having a graduate degree. Go to grad school if, if you want to learn more in an academic environment. Um, if you're optimizing for your career, only go to grad school if it's going to further your career. Don't just go because you want to delay another year or two before you decide what you want to do. Uh, go get some real industry experience and figure out if that's actually what you want to do. Um, the final thing I really had is that um, I've kind of discovered that everybody wants that perfect job where, uh, I don't know, for me that means you're in control and you can work on things that are inspiring and you have a good salary and the people you work with are great. Um, but especially uh, for, if you want to be an entrepreneur, this is relevant. Uh, there's a lot of opportunity doing things that other people don't want to do. So if you can find something that you're good at that's not that a lot of people don't like or aren't good at, that is gold a gold mine. Definitely, you have to find your place in society, find how you can stand out from the competition, and a great way to do that is to get good at something that other people hate. <laughs> I don't want to say that the wrong way. Don't be a used car salesman just because people hate used car salesmen. Um, find a position... Maybe you're working in an, maybe some people don't like, um, for me, this is going to sound crazy, but I don't really like working with animals that much. Like I, I like petting dogs, but I wouldn't have a, I wouldn't go work at the zoo. Some people would though. So if you are an animal person, maybe you should go work at a zoo because I am not, and I would not be working at that zoo. I might go see it, but I don't, I don't want to touch them. I don't want to clean up after them. So there's opportunity doing stuff that people, other people don't want to do. So I want to recap. Uh, how do you get, what am I going to do after college? How do I get an opportunity? How do I get a job that requires experience when I have none? Again, step one is learning. You need to educate yourself. You need to have something to bring to the table. Employers aren't just going to hire anybody. They want to hire somebody who stands out and who they think can be a top performer in that position. They want to find somebody who's motivated, who's, who does their homework, who is a student of the game. You need to get obsessed with this industry. With, with, and even if you don't know what that is yet, pick anything. Find out if you like sales. If not, oh, I'm a people person, but I don't like the dynamic of cold calling. Great. Try recruiting. Try HR. Try something different. But... If you, you, the only way to really find out is to get out there and do it. So the very first thing is do some learning. Educate yourself. Books, articles, podcasts, anything. Number two, 
is execution. You got to put forth effort. You got to send emails to lots of different people or lots of different companies. Um, and even if the quantity isn't as, you need to have a large quantity, but the quality is the most important. Send really tailored, personalized emails to individuals at companies and say, here's how I think I can be an asset to your business. How would I go about setting up an interview or something like that? Um, and so that's the gist of it. Don't get discouraged. I know it's difficult. The job search is hard. Internship search is hard. But if you make yourself somebody who would be in demand by learning skills and get, getting experience on your own, you can then put forth the effort. And if you put forth enough effort consistently day after day, eventually it'll click. You'll get an interview. You'll get two interviews. You'll get five interviews. And at least one of those, if you're the real deal, if you're honest, if you are, would be a good employee, will turn into, uh, could turn into a real job. And so that's how you go about getting a job when you have no experience, figuring out what you want to do after college. You got to look at your own psychology, find out what kind of person you are, learn about it, pick an industry, learn about it, and then rapidly apply to different companies in that industry. So thank you guys for listening. Um, this has been episode four, how to figure out what you want to do after college. Uh, and if you like the podcast, please consider giving us a giving me a five-star review on the Apple Podcasts app. Uh, thanks so much for li- listening, and good luck on figuring out what you want to do after college. Let me know if you have any questions. Uh, get out there. Go make it happen.